Hi guys and welcome to another episode of COVID Obesity and Me. Thank you so much for your comments on the previous few episodes. It's been so good hearing how the guests that we've had have inspired you as much as they've inspired me listening to their stories. This week we have another absolutely incredible guest and that is Luke Winchester. Luke's someone who I personally know and his story is absolutely inspiring. Um, since Covid and since the lockdown he has just gone from strength to strength and his life story despite only being in his early 20s is pretty impressive Um, and what he's achieved in the past year in terms of his own health is something that is just mind-blowing and I really really think that you're going to be really really inspired equally from listening to his story. Just a reminder that Nova Nordis has provided a financial contribution to the British Obesity Society to fund the creation and the development of this podcast series. Nova Nordis has had no influence over the content and full editorial control remains the sole responsibility of the British Obesity Society. So as I said this episode is incredible um, and Luke offers an insight to I guess a journey that many of us just cannot comprehend and the way that he articulates it is absolutely inspiring. He is a huge fan of rugby, He's a, he plays rugby and there is a core of rugby throughout everything that he says and I really really think you're going to get a lot from this chat. As always I started this conversation by asking Luke to tell me a little bit about his childhood. Yeah so when I was younger I was actually well, from what you would have seen me a year ago, you wouldn't have thought I would have been too athletic, but I used to really love my rugby and everything like that. Um, you know, I'd go out with the lads, have have a, a run around and all that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was never really that I was unfit or unhealthy. I was always a big lad, if you know what I mean. Um, it was when I got to 11 and I moved to Dubai and it was that's where I just got really lazy and you know with the different lifestyle and the heat as well it sounds stupid but it was so hot I never really wanted to go out in the day or you know I tried playing rugby out there and it was so hot I could never like find the the willpower or the do you know what I mean I was I was too well it got lazy really I just got really lazy and that's when I put on the majority of the weight. Luke spent most of his childhood in Dubai and I was curious to know what it was like if he played rugby and why was he in Dubai in the first place? For my for my father's job, um, he moved over there. We were only supposed to be there for, I think it was two or three years. Um, and then it just kept getting extended. So we ended up being, well, they ended up being out there about um, 10 years, I think. I was out there for eight, just over eight years. Um, and yeah, I mean, it sounds, sounds ridiculous, but the heat played a massive part of me not even wanting to leave the house. I just wanted to go out at night and then, you know, stay inside in the AC during the day. It's a Muslim country, but it's so diverse. Like, there's there's so many expats living there. The, the percentage of expats living there is, is you know, majority. Um, it's so international, like food, international, everything. Um, and I wouldn't say rugby is, is a big thing out there, but it's definitely there, if you know what I mean. It was always available to me. I just, I don't know why, I just never really put myself into it 100%. And I mean, I think now that if I would have, I would have stuck to it and I would have been would have been good. But that sort of laziness was just just too high, if you know what I mean. I, I could just never bring myself around to to getting back into it. And to be honest, I, I mean, I had, you know, had loads of friends, had this and that. Social life was really good. It was just, you know, I never really thought about health and fitness and things like that. Um, 
so that was that was you know the, the that was the only negative thing that I could ever say about it was the fact that the lifestyle is so sort of lazy there that it I became lazy as well if you know what I mean so um so yeah I mean everything's always like a click away available you know any food you can think of anything straight to your doorstep and things like that so I mean that that was probably a big part of it as well to be fair I've never been to Dubai but I was really curious to know what was it like as a British person living in Dubai as a child what was school like what was PE like what were the school lunches like it was it was all good I mean the food again sort of so much more than what you would think you'd have in a in a school if you know what I mean um and uh I mean PE was was good as well if you know what I mean you do all these activities and stuff and I mean it's it's weird to say because I've always been I was always a bigger lad but I could always my capability was always there with people that you'd look at and I'm completely different if you know what I mean but I'd always be able to keep up and and uh and you know which is why I don't know why I never thought, right, if I can do that now, then what can I do if I was as fit as them? Do you know what I mean? Which is something that I've been thinking out, you know, the past sort of nine, ten months, and I've sort of proven to myself what I can do, um, which sort of motivates me every day, really. In the January lockdown in this country, we read about so many people escaping to Dubai. He'd lived there. He'd spent his childhood there. So why did he leave? So um, I didn't want to continue university in Dubai. I wanted to come back here to the UK. Um, so I went to Oxford Brooks. And um, if I'm honest, it was almost as if I wasn't even there for uni. I was just out drinking every night and, you know, drinking, eating. And that's when I, I put on a lot of weight. Um, and I wouldn't have done any exercise that entire time. Like It would li- literally have just been if I'd have been walking somewhere, that would have been the exercise. There was... I never went to the gym, never went and played rugby, nothing, uh, nothing like that. So, um, and yeah, I was just drinking all the time. I wasn't happy at all, which is why I think after being there about nine months, I remember phoning my dad and just saying, I need to, uh, I need to leave here and, and come back to, obviously come back to Harbury, Warwick and, um, just sort of take a step back and see what I want to do in my life. Um, which is what I did, and then which is when Joe introduced me to rugby. Well, back to the rugby club anyway. I remember being like really nervous to come back or whatever, especially to the club, because um, I hadn't played rugby in so long. Luke recognised that there were certain factors in his life that caused him to put on some weight. University didn't help, and Covid certainly didn't help. But how heavy was Luke when he first started this incredible journey? Around that time, I want to say I was probably weighing around 130 kilos, which is when I was, what, like, nearly 20? I'm 22 now. Um, and over that sort of year, year and a half, as I said, I was did start playing rugby, but the amount I was drinking and eating. Um, and then sort of the very beginning of COVID, before I started doing the exercise and, and the, you know, the change of life, basically... Um, I think I my, I went to about um, definitely around 140 kilos, maybe just over. Obviously, my parents are still in Dubai, so I didn't really have, you know, my parents here or my brother or my sister. Um, and I wouldn't really say it was, it was because of that. It was just, um, 
obviously I was I was enjoying the rugby and everything and, and the drinking sort of came back to, into my life from, from when I left uni. Um, and obviously the eating followed and everything like that. And then once COVID started, um, I was sort of strictly like inside. I couldn't see anyone, you know, obviously, which is, is what is meant of you. Um, but I know that, you know, I've got a very sort of close circle of friends and um, I know that they would sort of go off on walks and bike rides and things like that. And I, I couldn't do it because I wasn't allowed to see anyone. So um, my uncle's very um, sort of vulnerable um, when it comes to COVID. Um, uh, he's, he's, yeah, so he's very vulnerable. Um, so, you know, my dad didn't want to risk anything. So he made sure that I was always at home or whatever, and, which I completely understood. And, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have changed it. Um, I think it just all hit me and I was getting quite depressed being inside so much and I was just drinking so much. I was eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. doesn't matter if it was early in the morning, I'd just eat whatever. I mean, it's it's not anything in particular. Like, there wasn't anything in particular that I would eat. It would literally just be I'd wake up and go and look, see whatever there is and just eat it. Like, if there was, like, crisps at 10 in the morning, I'd just eat it and chocolate, I'd eat it. Um... And obviously with, you know, sugar drinks, I remember saying to you that was one of the big things with drinking, um, like, full-fat Coke. And I wouldn't even process, like, what was in it. I'd just drink it. You know, from how I drink water now, I drink, like, five to six litres. If you could imagine if I was thirsty, I'd drink it, and I'd be doing that with Coke, if you know what I mean. Um, and then the alcohol as well was really bad, just on my own, and for no reason either. Um, you know, sit there watching a movie, have a couple of gins and it ends up I've nearly had the whole bottle in a night. Do you know what I mean? It was it was really bad. Um so sort of looking back on it now, I know that I'd never be able to let myself get there again, if you know what I mean. His whole family belonged to a rugby club. Generations played for the team that he was about to return to. But I wanted to know what it was like on the first day that he turned up, having decided that he was going to restart playing again. So if I'm honest, I was I was really nervous. As I said, I hadn't played in so long. But I, in my head, I always knew that I was good in a way that I could just, you know, I always had it naturally. Um, it was just sort of the dedication and motivational side of things. Um, but I remember coming back and just, you know, being fairly nervous, but wanting to... Cause I, I knew I was at that point in my life where I needed to just get involved in things and you know, basically changed my life, um, which it did. The club has, has changed my life massively. Um, so, yeah, I just remember coming and I, I knew that I wanted to do everything I could. I remember sort of throwing up on, like, the third session back, doing, um, doing um, how do you call it, doing the sleds with you lads. And obviously you had all been there. This was towards the end of pre-season, so you lads have been doing it all season. I remember turning up just thinking, I'm not going to be the one that sort of backs down. And I remember just throwing up everywhere. Because I couldn't, you know, obviously I wasn't fit enough to do it, but I didn't want to stop either. Um, and I remember, I think it was the first game back, being put on the bench. And obviously being put on the bench for the first team, I was like, wow, like how, how am I on the bench already? Do you know what I mean? And I think that gave me a massive boost as well. Um, and yeah, I just remember sort of feeling better in myself every game, every week. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, I think that's definitely paved Um sort of a way in, in the way that I do see things now of not wanting to stop and just wanting to, you know, put put my everything into whatever I do. So but I was always the bigger lad, but I could always keep up and I could always push myself. Um, I remember doing uh, cross country like a long time ago 
and I was obviously the the biggest one there. And I just remember being told that I ended the sort of track or whatever it was, um, like going at the f- this the same speed that I started. If you know what I mean, so I'd obviously slowed down there, but I'd seen the finish line. I thought I'm not going to stop now. I mean, I'm just going to start running it. Um, I don't know. It's just always it's always been there, and I haven't used it to to what I should have in a sense. Um, I I feel like I've I've definitely sort of wasted a lot of opportunities, but that I mean I'm happy I have because now I know that I won't if you know what I mean I, I never want to sort of never want to stop myself from doing anything that I want to now especially so um yeah I mean it's sort of made me who I am so Luke worked hard to get as fit as he possibly could he wanted to become healthier he wanted to lose weight but there was one thing a few months in that I noticed we saw less of and that was his inhaler it's, it's weird because I, I never actually needed it when I was in Dubai. I never once needed my inhaler. I don't know if that's to do with the weather or anything like that. Um, but when I came back, um, especially once I did start playing rugby and actually doing some exercise, um, yeah, it was bad. I remember needing it multiple times during training, pre-season, everything like that. Um, and then in a game as well, it would just, like, do you know what I mean, affect me massively. And I need to, you know, get down on the knee and ask, where's my inhaler and stuff like that. Um and now I, I I don't need to touch it really. I I never really need it. Um, if I've had a few drinks, well, well, I'm sure we'll get into that later of sort of getting back into the social life. But I mean, obviously it it will always be there. But in a sense of me exercising and and things like that, it's it doesn't affect me. If you know what I mean. Something changed in Luke, and I was really keen to know where it came from. What was the moment that he decided he was going to make a change? If I'm honest, it wasn't until I turned up to that first training session back in, I think it was August, when we were allowed to start um, training in, in groups of sixes again at the club. Um, and I just remember turning up and just being like, what what have I like? What have I let myself down to? Um, and I remember being told, like, oh, you'll be playing prop this year, Winch, and all that. And I just thought, what have I done? I need to change it now. Um, so, yeah, that's that's when it properly hit me. And I just thought, wow, I need to do something now. And um, it was from that day that I just sort of completely turned it around, 180 did it, so... Yeah. That's talk through that process. Yeah. Um, so it all started, this was, well, previous to when we were even allowed to start, I remember you posting on, on the group chat saying that you were going to introduce this whole new fitness thing. Um, but I, I remember looking at it straight away and thinking, yeah, I want to get involved in that. I think I messaged you earlier as well and thought, yeah... You know, as soon as that's ready, I want to uh, want to get involved. So, when we did start training first year, I obviously cut down on all the alcohol and and was trying to exercise as much as possible. I was running around the club because I obviously knew that cardio is a big part of actually losing the weight and you know things like that. Um, so I started going down the club and just running around all the fields as much as I could. Um, and then it was when we actually started working together that it sort of formed everything that I am and doing today with you know I always had the mindset that if I was going to go on a diet I've got to completely cut out everything that you wouldn't typically call healthy and and everything like that and you know I would if I would ever do a diet I'd be eating you know just chicken and rice every night all you know all week Um, and you sort of taught me that you know it's it's not a diet it's a lifestyle and that you, you can eat these things and you know enjoy these things but you've just got to do it sensibly, you know, um, and yeah, I just started 
once once I'd done, I think it was about two weeks of, you know, working with you, tracking my foods, doing the exercise, that it just became sort of, you know, how I functioned as a person. And it never even crossed my mind that, you know, it was difficult or challenging. Um, so, I mean, I just, just kept doing what I was doing and, you know, the weight just fell off me, really. It's important to note at this point how Luke was living with obesity. He was heavy. But I don't think at this point we've actually touched on how heavy Luke was. I think when I first came to pre-season, I was probably looking at around 145 kilos, maybe more. And then obviously before we started working together, I'd obviously, you know, tried to do it the way that I would call it a diet, which is just cut out everything and just, you know, I was running as much as I could. Um, and then when we first started, I remember weighing myself and I was just under 140. So I'd, I'd say in them three, four weeks before we started working together and I was doing all that, I probably would have lost around five. Um, so yeah, so what, so I'd, I'd say when we first came back to train, I was probably around 145, something like that. And I mean, you could see it as well. You could see how much that I'd put on. Um, but I never, I could never see it before. If not, I mean, it wasn't until I saw or heard how, you know, and it was, um, yeah, no, it was a big shock and I just thought I need to do something now. To make a change like that, something has to change in your mind. And I wanted to know, what was the mindset? What changed? Like I said, before when I would think of dieting or, you know, trying to lose weight, it was cutting out everything and, you know, being super strict on what I ate and what I drank and things like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know if you remember, but I did cut out alcohol when we first started. Um, just because I knew that, it was where, you know, binge eating when I'm, you know, drunk and if I'm hungover and stuff like that. So I knew that I didn't even want to put myself in that position. Um, but no, it was the fact that, like I said, after I think the first two weeks, it almost became sort of just how how it was that I live, if you know what I mean. It just became a part of, you know, my daily routine of just tracking what I ate, made sure that it was the right in the right, you know, macros and things like that. Um, and I just fell in love with running and things like that as well. Just really enjoyed sort of being in my own, in my own, you know, mind and just getting out of the house really. As I said, I was stuck indoors for so long. I just loved being out and being able to go out and, you know, just things like that. And yeah, it just, I never really thought this is, it never really came across as like, oh, this is really challenging for me and I'm really not enjoying it. So it never really crossed my mind of, I don't want to do it like that. I kept thinking back to how last season when I was playing rugby, I was still weighing a, like you know a lot, um, and I was really unfit and unhealthy, as you would say. The asthma was really bad, but I was I still felt like I was you know really really good at what I was doing and I was performing really well. And a massive part of this weight loss is because I want to play rugby to the best standard that I can and you know be as good as I can. Um, so I think I just kept thinking to myself, if I could do that how I was, imagine what I'll be able to do when I've lost a bit of weight and I'm fit. And, you know, I, I could run around the field for 80 minutes and yeah, okay, I was, I was using an in inhaler, but I could do it. So now all I was thinking about is I'm going to be running 80 minutes like it's nothing and, you know, it's not going to affect me at all. Um, and that's that's really what motivated me to just, if I could do anything before, then I'm going to be able to do it 10 times better once I'm done, if you know what I mean. Um, 
and I've I sort of set myself some goals. I mean, I set goals with you as well. I think initially I wanted to get down to I think it was one twenty. I think it was our initial target from when I first weighed in was about a 138 or something like that. The journey that Luke's been on is nothing short of incredible. The transformation is there to see. But I wanted to know what happens when you face a barrier. How do you overcome that? He describes a defining moment to me where things nearly went back to how they were. I think, I'm not sure how many months this was. It might have been two months, something like that. But I remember I got down to, I think it was about uh, 120 and there was that I don't know if you remember but there was that two or three week stage where I sort of started you know going because I think the pubs opened so I started going out a bit more and you know that drinking came back and everything like that um, and obviously I hadn't hadn't taught myself how to control the drink it was just That's straight back into right. it yeah yeah it was just straight back into it from not drinking to going back to how I you know normally drink with the lads and you know um you know, just being stupid with the alcohol, really. Um, and I remember after those three weeks, I went up to about 124, and it really scared me because I thought, if I keep doing that, I'm going to end up back where I was. And I remember saying to you, I want to, you know, go straight back to how I was before. So I put myself in that mindset again, and, you know, we started... Did we... Yeah, we did do one more programme, didn't we? We did... Yeah, we got... I think it's gyms that opened. Yeah. So we wanted to get you into the gym and yeah, so we did one more program and that taught me a lot about how I can still sort of be losing weight but also putting on muscle, which is something that I've been doing, you know, ever since to this day as well. Um, and yeah, from from that moment of when I did put on that, that four or five kilos, I just sort of told myself it's never going to happen again and, and it didn't. So I think then in those four months I lost another 20 kilos and I hadn't seen anyone yet. yeah yeah so it was almost like I'd, I'd, I was where I was and then I came back like you know complete I remember running around the village and this is sort of closer to now um and seeing so I can't remember who it was but they just said I've lost either half of you and I was just and I'd never looked at myself and sort of seen how much I'd lost I remember looking at a photo um from when I was sort of at my heaviest just and then looking at myself now and just thinking I generally am like looking like a different person, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, now nah, it just motivates me every day, really, to just keep doing what I'm doing and just trying to be the best that I can. So most of this is a mindset, and Luke overcame barriers a number of times throughout his life. But what was the mindset now? What had he taught himself? I think it was for the first time I'd actually started trying to take care of myself, if you know what I mean just thinking about myself for once and not thinking about, you know, social life and friends and, you know, girls and things like that. I would generally just was only thinking about myself and, you know, understanding that if you want to, if you, do, if you know, you've got to be healthy, you've got to keep yourself healthy. I'd never, it sounds ridiculous, but I'd never thought about that before, if you know what I mean. Um, so I knew that I just want to take care of myself, take care of my body, um, and just see, you know, how far I can go with fitness and things like that. Um, so that was a big part of, of that, really, was just taking a step back and thinking I need to do it for myself, not for... And no-one's going to do it for me, do you know what I mean? I, I need to do it. Luke looks absolutely incredible. His transformation is indescribable. 
I guess the best way to describe it to you without seeing him is by numbers. How much did he actually lose in total? As I said, I th- I'm, I'm going to assume that when I was at my heaviest, I was around 145 from before, you know, after that first lockdown. So I got my lowest was 103 kg that I went to. And I remember you saying to me that you want me around 105 to 108. Obviously then sort of trying to build muscle and, and things like that. So I've been at a, around 107 for the past sort of three weeks. Having made such incredible progress in such a short period of time, I was really interested to know what that feels like. Do you ever have moments where you look in the mirror and just think, wow, look what I've done? There's definitely times when, you know, like I said, I'd look at a picture and just not even recognise myself when I see myself now. But yeah, no, it's crazy to think, especially when, you know, as you said, when we picked up those weights, I just couldn't believe it really. I remember when we were running round Thwaites that time, um, and I think we were about halfway, and he just looked at me and said, Winch, if you can imagine that before you would have had that 40 kgs in a bag on your back and you'd be carrying that around here. Um, and then, yeah, it just hit me and I was just like, wow. Uh, as It comes with confidence as well, just being so much more confident in, you know, in public and just everywhere, really. It's just changed every sort of characteristic that I have. Um, and it, yeah, it's just changed me as a person completely, so. Luke set out to be a healthier weight, and he achieved it in an extraordinary amount of time. He's now healthier, he's happier, he's more confident, he's fitter. And I asked him, what would he say to somebody who are at the beginning of their journey? How can you teach somebody your mindset? What advice would you give somebody who is inspired by what you've achieved? And what he said next is something that we can all take inspiration from. That first step is to stop sort of saying, oh, I'll start tomorrow or, you know, it's uh, it's, it's going to be good when I start in a week because I know that I'm going to do it and things like that. Because if, if you're going to be honest with yourself, you know that it's not going to happen. Um, you need to, like I said, you need to just start thinking about yourself um, and sort of come into that realisation that no one else can do it for you. You have to just, you know, you need to get up and just, just do it really um, and I never once sort of thought um, I never let myself think how hard it is I just kept trying to think right well I'm doing it for myself and, and that's it so that's all that matters I never tried I never sort of sat down and thought oh, I don't know if I can do this because of how hard it is because I knew from previous experience that as soon as you start doing that um, you sort of know that you know, it's it's all about the it's all about the mental side of things and not letting those negative thoughts get in your mind because they can just you know it's like domino effect. Um, so yeah, you just need to come to the realization that you know, and, and saying that I, I still say it to myself every day now because I know that I'm not you know I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. It's just about always realizing that you are you and everything you do is for you if you know what I mean especially when it comes to your body and health is that if you want to be healthy then you have to sort of make yourself healthy in in, in the sense of being overweight and things like that so yeah I'd definitely say to just you know don't make excuses and just just do it so what's next for you um 
Well, at the moment, as I said, I, I really want to do as, as much as I can in rugby. Um, so at the moment, I'm just trying to get as strong as possible, work on my, you know, my general rugby skills and things like that. Um, we've got a game coming up on Friday, so that would be good to just get back into it, see how things go. It's all about that. Obviously, what I need to remember is that I'm 30, 40 kilos lighter and that it's going to be a completely different game, if you know what I mean. So I'm looking forward to just testing the waters and see, see how I can perform, really. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of COVID ABs Team Me. That was Luke, and what an incredible story. If you've got any questions or comments relating to this podcast or any other podcast, please do email us at hello at the We'll be back soon with another episode of COVID ABs Team Me. Thanks for listening.